0: Good afternoon, welcome back to The Fish Locker, out for a podcast.
1: <laughs> uh, John Locker, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. No problem at all. Um, loving what you're doing with your YouTube and all the uh, inspiration and knowledge that you're spreading across Cornwall and the UK and further afield. It's it's absolutely our pleasure. Um, obviously, you know, it's it's doing really well, you've, you've picked up and um, you've, you've got a real good Good
0: thing um, with that. You've also got
1: a second channel. Yeah, it's um to to be honest, we do um every single day that we kinda look at it,
0: we're a little bit blown away. We it's just grown arms and legs. Mm. We'd um never imagined when we started it out that it was gonna gonna grow to be this big, this popular. Mm. Um we are simply sharing what we love doing and what we know with with people I guess who share the same passions. Yeah. Which is which is brilliant.
1: Yeah, that's that's Exactly, yeah. Um, and what was the what was the intention to start with with the channel? What was the, what was the the idea behind it?
0: Um, depending on who you ask, there's two different stories here. You ask, <laughs> you ask me one, and you ask my wife one. Um, part of it, part of one line that took me down the road was: um, we have a friend of ours. who was a photographer at our wedding, actually, and. Um, they won't mind me saying, I won't say their names. His, his son was uh, at school and he wasn't enjoying it. Not because he wasn't capable, but just because they weren't teaching him the things he wanted to learn about. And um, he, f- he found one day that his son was reading a fishing magazine and he said, oh, well actually, I said, I've got a friend who was into fishing, being me. And he just organised, he said, can you take him out fishing for the day? I was like, yeah, of course I can. So I took him out into the bay and we caught a dozen species, we just had a bit of fun. Mm. And then I got a phone call from him about a week later and just said, I've just had the school on the phone said I don't know what you've done but it's like having a different kid in this classroom Wow! and he'd done um, like a project and an art drawing and he created a booklet yeah. of like 15 different species and how to catch them and it was some of the most focused work that, that he'd done and he just said I don't know what you've done but you've cracked it
1: That's awesome. and when he told
0: me I was like well that is just amazing Yeah. and then when I got thinking about it and I, I, I spoke to him once or twice. I said, "Well, where do you get your information from?" And he said, "Well, YouTube." And I thought, "Well, Christ, actually, yes, that's it's completely changed from when I was learning. Mm. When when I learned, there wasn't YouTube. Ah. wasn't wasn't like smartphones. It wasn't. You either had to read like Sea Angler magazine because it was the only one around, or you used to have to go fishing with an old fisherman, <laughs> and all of the, all of the enjoyable things yeah. that go with that,
1: Logging all the kit around. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that was it. And he, I just kind of thought, YouTube, brilliant." Yeah. And then Hannah at the same time, there was there was a couple of YouTubers around. I mean it hasn't it hadn't taken off to the point what it has now. YouTube itself. Yeah. And she was looking at some of them and she just went, They're not very good them. You can do better than them. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I was like, Yeah, I could. And <laughs> at, at the same time, I mean I was I was already, um, I was already quite into the fishing scene. Hmm. I say that as if it's like a scene. Uh, I'm from a fishing family in a fishing town and I've been fishing all of my life. Is well, that
1: commercial fishing?
0: Both. Right. Uh, I've, I've been, I've had a passion for the outdoors, mm. whether it be in the woods, the beach, the moors, the sky, or anything. Uh, I've been a leisure fisherman, like a recreational fisherman, all my life. I have done fisheries jobs where I've been working both commercial fishing and fisheries protection. So I've, I've been on both sides of that fence. Um, I carried it on, I fished for the Navy. Um, I caught it where I, I do still own, I do still hold a British record. <laughs> so I am quite well known amongst amongst fishing circles.
1: Yeah. Can you you just, uh, I know a lot of people want to hear about that who are watching this, Uh, obviously that's quite, you know, it's quite an achievement. I know there's, I know the story behind it, but obviously people would like to know how that came about. Just a
0: a lot of luck, a lot of luck involved. When we went to any big fish capture, with any any time there's ever a story, it's there's always like, Oh,
1: the one that got away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just very lucky. Everyone says, Oh yeah, it was it was that's gotta be twelve yeah, of course it was, yeah. But you've got the you know, you've got it in your hands, yeah.
0: A fish never grows as fast as when you nearly caught it. Yeah. Um yeah, I was um (laughs) I was supposed to be at work, I was on I was on duty when I was in one of the naval bases down in Portsmouth, mm. and um, Friday afternoon, and everyone was going home, so I, I decided I was going to do a little bit of fishing. Right? Yeah. And um, just as luck would have it, um, managed to latch into what is still the the biggest shore caught bass for the UK. And how um, big is that? It, at the time when I when I first caught it and we first weighed it, it was about 21 pounds.
1: So, like 21. Like if you it was if you na- get a pound, if you sorry if you get um, a bass from a restaurant and you know you think oh, that's a decent sized fish. You're looking at probably what, three three pound, yeah. three or four pound?
0: The general um the legal size that you can take is like 42, 43 forty three centimetres, which is about a three pound fish. Right. If you they say that if you catch a double figure fish, if you catch a ten pounder, it's the fish of a lifetime. Well this is like catching two of them at once.
1: You've caught two people's lifetime fishes in one bit. Yeah, it was just just incredibly so 20, 20 pound, 21 pounds.
0: As it, as it was at the time, when we first caught it, when, when I first caught it, sorry, as I was unhooking it, it actually spat out a pouting that was like bigger a than hole. the sat- A whole pouting that oh. was like, well, its mouth was that big that you can't see cause I'm, I'm talking, but you could put your fist inside of its mouth and it wouldn't touch the sides. Its mouth was...
1: How, how long was it then?
0: 98 centimeters. But so. at the same time, it had a girth that was, it was a, it was a, it was a well-fed fat fish.
1: So obviously you hooked into that. How did how did that? How yeah, you well, couldn't just
0: at the moment at the time actually I was fishing with two rods. I had I had a, a proper rod out fishing for big fish, and I was playing about with a little spinning rod, mm-hmm. and I was playing a little bass. But I, what at the time I thought was a good bass right. was about three pound. Yeah. Um, so I, I tied my bigger fishing rod to the to some railings, like back the drag off, and was busy playing this other fish. And then when yeah. I looked around, the rod was just going mental. <laughs> the railings were shaking, yeah. and I was all oh, breaking loose. And I thought, oh no. So I'm ra-
1: that sheer panic when you see your rod going like um,
0: that yeah, yeah just yeah I bolted down and got hold of it just tightened the drag up and struck into it and it rod just bent off a double and I thought oh, it'd be a ray of this and it just came up really heavy and the water in Portsmouth Harbour is just like pea soup at the best of days yeah. so I didn't see it until I, it was like a few feet below the surface and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and just its it, tail was like that big just did one big broadside and then just disappeared just swam off
1: that must have like I must, I must have put up yeah. a pellet.
0: Of... Well, you're an angler yourself, aren't you? Yeah. When you first get your glimpse of it, you're thinking, "Oh no!" Yeah. You're thinking, "I hope my knots hold. I hope that my hook doesn't pull yeah. out." There's all a number of things the going worst, through your mind. Worse
1: is when you get it close, you can see it, and
0: like, yeah,
1: it snaps off
0: at the last bit. Well, I'd say that I prefer well, to. Unhooked. If I'm gonna, if I am gonna lose a fish, I prefer to see it. Because yeah. then at least I know what it is. Whereas if I've hooked it and I don't, I never see it and it comes off. I'm they still haunt me I've lost fish years ago and I still think about them now but now this um this fish when I finally managed to get it to along the side I was on I was on a, a pier that was like 12 foot to the water I was thinking well, am I'm gonna get this out plus i was in a dockyard i was next to one of like the type 45 destroyers
1: yeah that's like pulling a human out of the sea trying to get it up there. Well, i just couldn't
0: do it so I had, to, <laughs> I had to walk it like 300 yards down the down the pier right um, go underneath the gangway for one of the type 45s then climb over like a razor wire fence and try and land it up some steps just because you couldn't have lifted it you couldn't lift the hook would have pulled the line would have snapped you wouldn't have got it so i, I pulled it, I kind of beached it up some steps, put the rod down, ran down the steps, and anyway, fish turned round and swam off, took, <laughs> took me rod with it. So I ended up wading out, like up to my waist to go and get my rod and get the fish back, and I just kind of bear rugged it and got it back up. and uh, There was like an old boy, and you know, like when you've been doing something really stupid, and then you look up and you realize that someone's seen you do it. Oh, though. yeah. <laughs> and there I was, absolutely dripping wet, being slapped all over by yeah. this fish. And there was like this old boy at Dockyard smoking a fag, and he was like, It's a nice fish, that. <laughs> <I> was,
1: like, <laughs> Trying to keep it cool. Yeah, I was it. like, yeah it's, yeah, it's
0: not bad. And so, yeah, there. And then the rest is kind of history. I didn't. I am. Um, I didn't know that there was, I didn't know what the record was. I didn't have any scales with me. I just, I just thought- but What did you is... do with it? Like, well, at, at the time-
1: You can't just put it in a plastic bag, can you? It's like-
0: Well, no, I, I, I had to put it inside two bin liners because one wouldn't fit. So I put its tail end in one and its head end in the other. Um, there was a friend of mine who's got a tackle shop down in Southsea and I phoned him up because he usually has all like the comp, the, the competition weighments at his, at his shop. And I said, look, I've caught a big bass. Can I come and wait at your shop? And he was like, yeah, of course you can. And he says, "How big is it?" And I went, "It's about twenty pound And he went, "Yeah, sure it is. Bring it round." Anyway, they, they, obviously, when someone said, oh, "I've got a twenty pound bass," they'd be like, "Yeah, I'm sure." Yeah,
1: and they rightly say most people say that they're. Catch as bigger than it is anyway, not mm. he? Well, not most people, but some
0: people I think that's a man thing, not just yeah. a fisherman thing, isn't yeah.
1: it? Yeah, but that's more than just fish that they Yeah. That one. <laughs> so yeah, so he, he, when I, he when told me it's twenty pound and he was like, There's no chance. He just kind of was like, Yeah,
0: all right, John, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, when I drove round and I packed box out at the shop, there was like two or three people in. when I gilled it out and I got up to like up here and it was still in the boot, they're all going, What is that? I brought it into the shop and he had some scale <laughs> he had some scales on the counter for weighing his bait in them. And I put it in the scales and the scales just bottomed out and he went, Well they got a sixteen pound. So I literally got a set of scales off the wall, opened the packet up, weighed it, and it was like I think it was it was metric and it was something like um like nine point five. It would come out just under twenty one pound. Um I weighed it on them scales and it was like, that's a new British record. I was like, All right, nice one, that's good. If, but if, if, yeah, and, but we'd, we we in order to properly weigh it, we had to take it to the fish market. and The fish market had closed, so we had to go the following morning to weigh it on like commercial scales at the market. Yeah, and then to have it lost weight overnight, as, as fish do, uh, um, and also in order to get it ratified as a British record, I had to get, pay for somebody from HM Customs, Works and measures to come and verify the scales and with whatever calibrations they use because it was weighed in metric and then converted to imperial Mm -hmm. he had to calibrate in metric then convert to imperial and it was like plus or minus 10 grams it got rounded down and rounded down ever so many times and then the official record now stands at 19 pound 12 ounces so that's what the record is
1: you should have kept, you should have pushed that pouting <laughs> man. You could have got twenty three pounds if I'd have known.
0: <laughs> if I'd have known, That would have counted yeah. as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, if if I'd have known, then you could have done. But um, yeah, at the time I was just like busy shaking. Cause yeah, you, you I bet just, I bet all the
1: all the magazines are after you and you get a photo of it. It was
0: it was crazy actually because the bloke in the shop he he knew a guy from Sea Angler and he phoned Sea Angler up and they were just like right brilliant. Can we have can we have the exclusive? We'll come down and see you. Hmm. And I mean I was I was down there on a course. And I was like, I'm, I'm not sure. I'll have to ask my boss. I mean, I don't know. I was coming here and there with the arrange to come down and see us. And yeah, the, the picture that you see in Seaguller was was like four or five days later.
1: So obviously, there's no way you could keep that alive, anyway. No. It, yeah. Would you have released it if like well,
0: this is this is I get asked this an awful lot. Um, my mindset, people's mindsets back then. I mean, bear in mind, you're yeah, talking, definitely. I, I, it's, I like
1: you're it's
0: over ten years ago. Yeah. Um, if if I'd caught that now, my first thoughts would have been to possibly take it to somewhere like um, the live bait tanks, which were only 500-600 yards away. Because oh, really? I could have left it in there, and we could have it could have gone to somewhere like um, one of the marine aquariums, which some people have done before. Um, and dwarf every fish in <laughs> Yeah, just eat just eat every other fish in yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, if I could have done that, because um, they are. All the biggest ones are all females, and that would have been a good breeding stock female. I mean, um, I didn't, I didn't yeah. know as much back then as I do now about bass breeding cycles, about the sustainability, of fishing, about all of that. Um, and like I say, mindsets have changed.
1: So where, where's all this? Where's all the? Because obviously, if you watch John's channel, there's obviously you, I don't know how many videos you've done now, but you've done quite a few, haven't you? Two hundred and something. Yeah, exactly, and all of them create. Well, you've created obviously different videos for different things like your, your foraging your your deep sea fishing but you seem to offer more and more information on each video you've got a, a deep deep amount of of knowledge there okay it's um it's obviously not something you just learned overnight
0: no um i do like to um I'll, I'll, I'll come shall we? i make content that i would want to watch myself yeah and I, that's why um, a lot of people have said that they like it because it's it's family appropriate, there's never any cursing or swearing or no, anything like that no. but then I just always said well there's a time and a place right. one of the things that I hope that comes across is um, the importance that we place on like the sustainability on the um, the way that I've looked at it is I kind of thought that it's, it's easier to um, get people to see your way of thinking about like the conservation if they, appro- if they arrive at that solution by themselves yeah so by simply presenting them with all the information and the ways that i do things if they think yeah. it's a good idea um conservation through education
1: yeah definitely. that type of
0: way of doing it yeah
1: that's so important. i mean
0: i could come on and i could just preach at them all and <laughs> i'd just get told to go away
1: yeah
0: whereas if i can just share the way that we do things because i think it's the
1: right way Believe by example
0: yeah well i might not get it right all the time no, of but course not. i don't think
1: anybody does and i think you know when you expose yourself to to YouTube and a big audience, people are always going to try and pick holes in mm. in certain things that we touched on earlier before before the podcast. Yeah. Um, you can't please everyone, can you?
0: No matter how much good you do, you'll always be the villain in somebody's story, won't you? Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: definitely. I, I have um, I've always been passionate about marine life, about the natural world. Um, I, I, guess, just, I guess. Go on.
1: Yeah. So I. I don't know how long ago it was. Maybe the last summer... No, summer before 2019, I think, maybe. I'm sure you caught a tuna, didn't you? Two. Yeah, all right, two. <laughs> um, and you were out there fishing for a shark, weren't you? And you got... Yeah, I was. You had a load of grief over that, oh, which right, was ridiculous, um, wasn't
0: it? Unfortunately, um, it only ever comes... The people who know the people who know enough about fishing, about the types of fishing, yeah. they can see the difference. Unfortunately, um and I'm going to say, I'm going to use the document, the, I'm just going to say, shockumentary that came out, Sea Spiracy.
1: I've not actually seen
0: that. It's, um, it highlights about um, the negative effects of some of the commercial fishing that goes on in the world. Now, yeah, it it's as simply by so bringing- Is that
1: like Dutch trawlers and it, stuff?
0: It's more like the super trawlers yeah. and about like the bluefin tuna and all the the mainly like the factory ships. Um, if by bringing it to the forefront of people's minds, it's helping to raise awareness and can possibly stop things then yes it's been good mm-hmm. but by being so far right wing with some of their ideals yeah. they have um, caused an awful lot of trouble because the people that of their only source of information is things like that they can't make the differentiation between a factory ship that lands 20 tons at a time that just has indiscriminately kills any species they can't make a differentiation between that and me on my boat with my rod catching one fish at <laughs> a time so the yeah. argument that I have to yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah the several different people have um, come at us at different angles, I mean even like the um, I have some crab pots where I go and I, I teach people about the conservation mm-hmm. methods between minimum landing sizes of crabs and lobsters and, yeah. and we're to, occasionally we take one home and we, we cook it, people don't like that people don't even like the sustainable way that we do things and that if um by educating people the right way of doing stuff that you can take them and not harm stocks you yeah. still don't like that but you'll you'll never please some folks
1: that's the thing you, you, yeah
0: i mean i am i am uh, from a fisheries conservation and legislation background i mm. used to be a fisheries officer yeah so i do know an awful lot about the other side of it so i can sit on both sides of the fence
1: but like but like you just said with the whole you know the, the trawlers that are swooping up and taking anything that breathes mm. or doesn't breathe or whatever um you know and they're willing to target someone like you said who's picking out one fish mm. and then gets the next one and throws it back because it's undersized yeah like yeah there's a big difference between those two isn't there
0: to um, to anybody who can see the bigger picture, yes. But to um, to a lot of people, they're only interested in their own narrative. Mm. That's a shame, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, mate. I did I did study marine biology. Um, I did hope to be a marine biologist at one point, and so then I got lured is, down a different. route. So this is
1: this is obviously where, you know, a, big, a lot of it comes a from. A lot of it comes from, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, yeah uh, I guess I have a logical mind. Um at the time when I was at when I was thinking about university instead of that i went down i was uh, an engineer on a fisheries patrol vessel oh. which got me into the conservation side of it uh, and then once i decided that i really liked the logic of engines mm-hmm. then i just i went from there being an, aer- an an aeronautical engineer in the navy on the fighter jets and helicopters yep. and then from there just kept on going with the engineering side of it
1: so you're, you're very practical then um obviously you like to be hands-on with um I have, things really <laughs> I, we
0: always joke about this i have never had a nine-to-five right. i've never been an office person i've, I've no. every single job that i have ever done has always been like the unsociable hours the outdoors the yeah. hands-on the thinking
1: so yeah um not think
0: not not thinking sorry um the doing thinking rather than like the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I the office based yeah so
1: where like obviously you know you've done Two hundred, you said two hundred videos.
0: Uh, on that channel, yeah. yeah. Uh, with the with the workshop channel, there's maybe sixty odd on that channel, so there'll be three hundred in total.
1: So that's a lot of videos, and like I said, I mentioned earlier that you um, you offer a lot of different ideas on each video, and different. I know you do. You might do this, two videos on the same sort of thing, but you do offer different um, information. But where does the ideas behind the content come from? You have to sit down and go right what can we do that oh we'll go we'll go this place or we'll go, we'll go over there or mm-hmm. um
0: um a lot of it is seasonal just like the fishing is seasonal of course yeah um so that will dictate what i do in certain places but also um definitely you're, you're saying about the number of videos we've done I, I realized early on with the lockdowns and things that we're having that a lot of people were suffering Mm. and whether or not that was just because they were suffering the uh, isolation that they weren't able to interact with people they were suffering because they couldn't get to those places that I was getting to because I was lucky enough to live here yeah and um, I made a conscious effort and um, with with my wife that we were going to up our workload and instead of doing one video a week, we're doing two and three. Mm. So in a period of like 50 weeks, we did like 117 videos or something like that, which, yeah, yeah. which was a massive undertaking. I think everyone
1: process. was shooting And What a great opportunity for the channel when everyone sat at home mm. It was watching.
0: Yeah, it, it grew, it grew massively. And um, at the same time I was also, I was putting in like four and five hours a day on the comments, interacting with people. Right. Just because I kind of thought some of these people, um, I know quite a lot of them are the older generation I've also got quite a lot of ex-forces guys that take a bit of a, um, I don't know, a kinship with me because I'm ex-forces myself. But I was thinking, if these guys are isolated, I might be the only interaction that these people have had all day. This this little bit of five minutes of my time might be the turning point in their day. That was that was the driving factor. That was the important part because if we can't look after each other in this, if we can't kind of help each other through Absolutely. it, all what's the point of doing anyway?
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, that's that's kind of the attention behind this. This podcast is to help people. Um, I just want to be able to do my bit.
0: Um, well, that was it. I was talking to you before this. I, I, there, there, was, there was an awful lot of um, alignments.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, and also we touched on before the podcast about you know the lack of opportunities um, in this part of the world. Sorry, in this part of the UK. Obviously, there is opportunity there, but I think it's important to create your own. Um, and having ideas and inspiration behind that,
0: my um, my wife's been great through this. I mean, we um, we've come through we've come through an awful lot in the last five years that I would never I wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. Um, with our son's health problems, with with different other bits, and the the absolute in all of this that I can say has been been the thing that got us through it is the fact that we've been able to sit down and communicate. Yeah, and we've we realise that any problem, no matter how big. As long as you face it, like as a united front with positivity. Yeah. If you, we talked about this as well. that You get some people that are just negative. They are negative people. They can't help it. It mm. doesn't. They could find a fiver and they would complain it wasn't a tenner. <laughs> they're just, they're just negative. It's true. Isn't it? <laughs> if you see, if you see things in a negative light, even if, a, even if a positive situation presents itself, you will see it as a negative. You'll mm. think, oh yeah, well this might happen or that. And you can't do that. Yeah. You've got to look at life with a positive outlook.
1: And I think negativity
0: contagious definitely well, it, it, just the it, same it way that, just the same way that a smile is contagious yeah and if you go into somebody and you say now then how's it going you having a good day yeah, today yeah. and you're smiling the smile transfers and then the next person they say they'll say oh how are you doing are you having a good day yeah. I just met this idiot with big ears who talks in a northern accent <laughs> you know, you've met him before yeah it, it, it spreads yeah the same way like you said that negativity does
1: definitely
0: if you if you have a positive outlook on life mm-hmm. You will find positive things, yeah. Positive things will present themselves, which is exactly through all of this. We, yeah, there have been times when we felt we were pretty low and we just thought, Well, this is this is not great, yeah. But yeah. you've just got to look at it with a positive view, just saying something will come right if you stay positive,
1: yeah. it will come right in the and end. yeah, you just got to keep plugging away. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone, no, no one can say that they've not felt you know like that at some point in their life
0: i think this uh, definitely this last eighteen months has, has made a lot of people reassess where their priorities are
1: definitely definitely yeah um and family is obviously a big factor in in that as well you know with your channel and all the content you create you you're lucky enough to take your family with you, and I think that's every child child's you know I think your 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 kids are going to take a lot from that and appreciate it so much when they're older that they manage to get so much time with their dad and uh, you know a lot not many people get that opportunity not many young kids get that opportunity to have good quality time like that.
0: It is um, this is quite an unusual conversation that we can have in this. If you can imagine two blokes having this conversation twenty years ago. It wouldn't have happened because no, no. this is not the type of thing that you would talk about. No. People have said to me, "said your son will love this," and I said, "Well, not as much as I already do, hmm. because this is. I mean, I realised early on that um, our son, he was he was diagnosed with ALL, which is an acute lymphoblastic lymphoma. It was a form of leukemia, oh. and I thought it was it was at that moment in time where I'd it completely shifted everything that I thought my life was going to be like." Overnight, and I just thought, if he has only got a finite period of time on this planet, I'm going to make sure that no point in all of that, I will regret that I didn't do something for him or with him. Or so, I um, I love spending time with him. I I wanted to. It's not that I include them in the videos just because it's a video, and it's this is all we're doing. Is this is what our life was like. All I'm doing now is I'm videoing it and if that has helped anybody else realize that there are other ways of doing things or that it's not like there are some people uh, generally unfortunately it's more of the um old generation that don't think that fathers should be playing such a massive role in raising their children um
1: traditional yeah traditional the, views
0: those aren't my feelings no. but i guess I guess through with all the people that interact with me through the channel is I am a bit of a lightning rod in that a lot of people from a lot of different places with a lot of different opinions give their opinions to me. Mm. So I, I, I can I can see when people feel like that.
1: Yeah.
0: There's a lot of people have said that this is exactly what I want to do with my children, and I've just said I said Mate. I've been wanting to yeah. do this with James since he, before he was born. Yeah. So
1: yeah. I have got um like I've lived in Cornwall all my life. And you know, I think we're so lucky to be surrounded by like probably some of the the most beautiful coastline in in the world.
0: Oh, that's it. On a good day, Um, you won't find anywhere better. Yeah,
1: and I'm drawn to the sea. I'm I'm drawn to the sea. I love living on the coast. Um. uh, Yeah, and you know, even for me personally, like, well, what has it been? It's uh, bank holiday weekend, and. We've had a beautiful weekend, and we got up, we went went down to uh, Crantock, which is on the other side of the coast to where we live. We got up nice and early, got down there, and uh, the tide was going out and it's absolutely if never, if anyone's not been to Crantock you, you should you should go down there and have a look it's beautiful and it 's so safe for the kids and what really um, what I found was that I just got so much enjoyment watching watching the kids enjoy themselves doing a bit of crabbing off the bridge and and playing in the yeah. in this in the in the rock pools, and just being a kid not being stuck at home on a game you know and absolutely absolutely I, yeah because yeah, you when you're older you know when, the, when if you spent your life playing games and just being stuck inside and you look back on your childhood what memories are you going to you can't remember that game that you played yeah. That's you oh yeah, remember, it was great at that
0: off. time I got a high score on Sonic. Wasn't <laughs> yeah, it just yeah,
1: I've
0: I'm, I, I do say it an awful lot in the videos. I spend I'm out early, and I love that time of day. Mm. And usually, the start of all my fishing videos will be sunrise, and that is just it's not hard to see mm. why that is my favourite time of day. Yeah, and yeah, do you feel there's, like there's been a big shift in my life, and yeah. I think I'm 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 getting it through to a lot of other people as well in this you've maybe had, I definitely through my working life had the wrong priorities and you don't need as much as you think you do no do you don't need half as much as you think you do to be happy because quite often the simplest things in life like being on the beach with your family and your kids getting up early in the morning and having a walk out as the sun's rising and you can hear the birds and you can hear the waves that will make you happier yeah
1: definitely yeah absolutely um so something I wanted to touch on was obviously you do quite a lot of videos out on your boat. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are you, like tri- your boat. are you
0: trying to find a way of asking to come out on the boat? No, no no no, that, no, 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 <laughs> no. I wasn't going to ask
1: you. <laughs> um, I bet everyone asks you that, don't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, what I was getting at was you know obviously you're out on the boat. Sometimes you have your family with you, or mm-hmm. you've got someone with you. Sometimes you don't. What are you know the dangers of being out at sea on your own?
0: Yeah, that you That, you would, that is that yeah. is a big one. Um, one of the biggest dangers at the moment about being out on the sea, our other boat users, yeah. and that's just being honest. Um, you don't need a license to have a boat to go. On. Not even well, think,
1: like a. Not I even like a right. Down.
0: You needed license to drive a car. Yeah, yeah.
1: or, or electric scooter. Yeah. <laughs> but not a massive but, boat. Yeah, Kill.
0: if you <laughs> if you start going into the realms of you want to take passengers or you want to get above a certain size or you want to go like to the right. Canary Islands, yes. I, I recommend that you always get something, a bare minimum of being like a powerboat course, which will teach you like man overboard recovery, uh, basic seamanship as a foundation to build your knowledge on. Mm. Don't watch my videos and think that you can jump straight into doing what I do, going twenty-five mile off, going sharking. Because I've been doing this for twenty-five years. Yeah, I've been on boats since I was, well,
1: ten year old. Yeah. yeah. So I, well, you see, like a lot of you can, you can go down to farm Customers Key, and get a yeah. hire boat, and off you go, and you're out in the, know, middle of the they, bay. It's like there's there's no um, no knowledge there. It's just there's,
0: there's me and three, three or four of me other friends that have got small boats around here that we knock about together. And between us, we've rescued about a dozen people so far this year. Whether that's been paddle boarders, whether it's been people broken down, whether it's mm. people just being lost, whether it's people that just don't know how to restart their engine. Yeah. And that's because they, I don't want to chastise people and say that you can't, because I'm never going to tell someone that you can't go and enjoy yourself. No. You just need to understand that, um, yeah, the sea is dangerous. I mean, every year we lose somebody. I mean, there was somebody died last Christmas, wasn't there? Dan William Cove got swept in. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same. If you like spear fishermen as well, we yeah. do a lot of spear. Di- we do, a lot of, do, you do, do
1: you do spear fishing or? Is it I do
0: spear fishing, but without a spear. Right. Yeah.
1: Okay, if, nice. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. I um, most of my fishing is catch and release you can't really release a fish after you spear eat Need to well, put a massive yeah.
1: me- uh, metal bar through
0: its head yeah. so yeah I do consider mine as being more like an underwater safari almost You that I like looking at stuff occasionally find a crab and a lobster or something
1: yeah.
0: but yeah the um, people jumping straight into doing that and have, when i spoke to them I was like oh well we went swimming before in the med and I was like well the med's got a tidal range of about 2 feet whereas here in the UK especially down on the lizard it's got like 5 metres yeah I
1: mean I, I know that uh, I watched a, a video of yours where you went down to a I won't name, but it's a, a little village, and you, you explained about the, the depth of where the, the tide goes up to, mm. and the you know it's, it's the beach is like that, but the sea will come up to here. Yeah. Before you know it, you're in 30 foot of water, yeah. and you've gone out about 10 yards. Yeah. Um, and what was it? The first lockdown. Obviously, all the RNLi was closed down, and uh, everyone was allowed out to. Allowed out to play again, <laughs> uh, locals anyway. Hmm. And like I live in Falmouth and it, it it seems very safe, Falmouth because it's a it's a sheltered bay. You don't get a lot of swell there, but the amount of offshore offshore breezes with the the dinghies and stuff yeah. like that, and people getting swept out. Yeah. And I think I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was uh, a Mayne port. F- Manipof beach there was like five rescues in like like a matter of like a week like I, big rescues
0: i rescued someone up there i Did was you? i was out one of my i won't tell you which one one of my diving videos is from around there and no. i was um i went down at low tide and then by the time i'd finished i had been in the water about four and a half hours the tide was already almost in um i was out following a little group of fish and then i put my head up because i just saw someone go past at high speed and it was a woman on all fours on her paddleboard with no paddle Obviously, with an offshore breeze, it just she yeah. was like a sail She was no gone. Chance. She was going at about five mile an hour, and I put my head up and I was like, "You all right, love?" And she was in shock. She couldn't move. One so more s-
1: shot that some bloke just popped up out yeah. of the water. She was like, "What's this <laughs> seal doing talking to me?" <laughs> yeah. Why has that seal got a GoPro? Well, this is Geordie Seal talking to yeah.
0: me. <laughs> when I got older, I was like, what's going on? She said, well, I lost my paddle and I can't get back. Oh. So I, I, turned, I turned her paddle around and I swam her back to shore. Found her paddle about 100 yards off the beach. And when yeah. she got there, she was that tired and that, that shaken up, she just laid on the beach.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was like, you would have been at Mevagissey before yeah. anyone had even known you were gone, love.
1: It's crazy. I remember, because like I've got like a little walk that I like to do, and we used to go across the golf course in Falmouth, which is a beautiful view. Mm. And you can see it all of the bay. And I remember one day there was a mist came in pretty quickly and you could probably see a hundred yards off the beach. So I, I walked past Swanpool, I look out onto the out onto the sea and you've probably got a hundred yards of visibility. I see someone paddle boarding back into shore in lockdown because yeah. like, no one was meant to really go in the sea anyway. I know you can do what you, some people do what they want but... I couldn't believe what are you doing? Like no one's gonna know you're there. Yeah, and I bet I bet you're not told anyone where you've gone.
0: Well, even if they had done, you wouldn't have
1: been able to find them. No, no. But um, yeah, I mean, going back to path that group of rescues. I know there was a kid that got stuck on the rocks, and his mum was. Cued up for an ice cream. Didn't even know
0: where he was and he was like five years old. Well, this is something as well that I try and, I try and impress on folks. If you're seeing the nighttime videos, it's like the importance of wearing a life jacket. Yeah, definitely. Just simple things like that. I mean, James, he's been going on the boat with me since he was two years old. Some people balk when I say that. Mm. I just say, well, he understands the safety of it and the dangers of it from being little. He doesn't go on a boat without his boat coat, which is his life jacket. Mm. That's second age to him. Sure. Yeah, it's like a so, seatbelt seat battle when you well, that's Exactly, if you can teach it into him. Yeah. But yeah, you see some of these little Falmouth bow-tires, but they've got like an entire family on there and nobody's got a life jacket on.
1: And you just... Scary. It it, it worries you a little
0: bit. So I Have you
1: ever been in a situation where you've had to get rescued?
0: No, but that's just because I would rather... um, There's been a couple of situations before where I could have... I would have been justified calling for rescue, but I would never deal with the embarrassment of doing it <laughs> personally.
1: Someone's recorded oh, all the fish locker. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: Now, one. One time that when I was younger, um, I was down on the beach and I pushed me luck when I was fishing and I got stuck by the tide. Right. And uh, yeah, I just I climbed halfway up the cliff and sat there for seven hours and waited for the tide to go back down again to walk back round, because because yeah, because, yeah I, I don't wanna I don't wanna be that guy the that I don't wanna yeah. be. The, yeah, because uh, it's the way not, it's I, your fault. In fact, there's been a couple of videos before. Uh, one of them where I, I rescued somebody that needed towing back in before they phoned the RNLI and light, and another one where our steering cable broke. Sorry, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, I could have I could have been justified in phoning the lifeboat then, but if there would have been someone that was in dire need of, I, I, my view is unless you're going to die, Last you option. don't phone them. Last you don't option. phone the emergency option.
1: Yeah.
0: You um, you figure it out yourself, which is why I did that.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: Um, it, it brings you on to part of like the problem that we're having with Trilisc. In, in, in Cornwall, you've only really got Trilisc, haven't you? And yet all of the people who want to come down here and want to holiday down here, you also need to bear in mind the fact that you aren't going to be able to get as, as much... Access to emergency services as you could possibly when you were in a city that had five hospitals.
1: And how many, how many holidaymakers that come down here get swept off and get cut off by the rocks, fall down cliffs.
0: This, this isn't, this isn't me and you having to go at holidaymakers. No, makers,
1: it's, no. It's, yeah, just, it does happen to local people. You know, people, accidents happen, mm. but. I think if you're going to put yourself into a dangerous situation, you need to know what you're doing going into That's it. I, I, if
0: I'm going to promote people enjoying the outdoors, if they're going to enjoy the sea, the beach, the shore, any of it, just please be aware of like the possible dangers, or even something so simple as the tide comes in yeah. and it goes out again.
1: Yeah, yeah, it doesn't because, just stay there all day for you. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so. With all that being said, what would you get? What sort of advice would you give to? Uh, what would you? Yeah, what advice would you give to say, like we just said, young person doesn't really like to go out, wants to just get stuck into his games. Um, what sort of advice would you give to them to try and encourage them to to get out there and? Nobody likes change. No.
0: If you're stuck in your routine and you like that and that's your cozy little routine, nobody likes it. So it's not gonna it's not gonna feel great the first time you do it. It's like exercise. Yeah. But once you've been doing it a while, you feel great. Mm. Once you a lot of people don't realise that they that they don't. A lot of people don't realise what they're missing because they don't know they're missing it. Mm. Whereas if they, the number of people as well that have where um, fathers have contacted me and just said, "I would really love to get my son into fishing, but I don't know how to do it. Can you help me yeah. so I can teach him?" And that's that. That's great. Just small steps. And I um, I was trying to think of something I could possibly impart on about the success that we've had with the YouTube and it was purely just it happened upon us we were um, it was the circumstances that we were in at the time but by facing it with with positivity with looking at everything as if it's an opportunity Mm. with for looking for the good I mean through your life you'll find people that that won't that will mean you harm. That won't have your best intentions at heart. But you can't look at everybody like that, can you? It's right. Just the same way that every opportunity, you might have had a couple of bad experiences in the past. You can't look at every opportunity in the future as if it's going to be a bad one, because no. there'll be some that are good. Just, um, yeah. Just yeah, look at that's, that's, look that's at a stuff yeah. with a, with an open mind definitely. and with positivity. Yeah, definitely. But with with the safety aspect, is I would like to say use your common sense. <laughs>
1: but it doesn't, well, yeah. seem, it doesn't seem to be that common anymore does it yeah that seems to be yeah hard to come by doesn't it mm. at times yeah um yeah i bet you get uh also a lot of people watching your videos and then trying to go out and do exactly what you've done um at the same place that you've done it
0: um uh, yeah i um that's difficult because um
1: do you try and keep that like not secret but like try and keep that if there are if there are some
0: areas me and you have talked about uh, low bar there are a couple of videos that I've done on low bar but low bar is like two miles long yeah. that would be like someone doing a video at Chesel Beach yeah, yeah it's yeah whereas I won't I won't tell you exactly where I am because a lot of the marks are, can be quite dangerous mm. and I've although I haven't got a direct duty of care I am still responsible
1: do you feel like you've got responsibility now you've got like
0: definitely yeah. because if if someone sees me going and diving on a certain place and i know that it's only safe when there's no easterly swell yeah if they go down there there's an easterly swell and they end up doing themselves a mischief and, and hurting themselves or possibly god forbid drowning and i'm
1: responsible and they'll say oh well i watched it on the yeah.
0: well they don't even have to say it but i I'm, yeah. I'm responsible because i've been the i've been the influence that's taken them there mm. and then also at the same time that um, some of the foraging marks um, i will always try and promote sustainability mm-hmm. being the fact that you take only what you need and then you treat <laughs> everything else with respect yeah and um, there are some people that don't feel that way oh. and so i can't publicize areas even though the people that are asking me and i do get asked a lot they might be asking me with the best of intentions and they might they might agree with my sentiments if they publicize it someone that they know might go there and it places just get ruined hmm. I mean I've seen it happen already
1: hmm.
0: um, it's a real shame definitely definitely
1: Um, so what? what's the future for um, the channel where, where do you see see yourself in five years
0: I didn't expect to even be here I mean it just it started off as it started off as a hobby it started off as a way of always kind of sharing just just sharing a little bit of what we know a little bit of positivity Yeah. and at the same time it was a way of always being able to focus on something constructive and positive at the time when we were going through James's treatment. Mm. So it was something what we could focus our minds on. A
1: distraction. Kind of,
0: yeah. kind of. You can sit and you can wallow about things, can't you? But if you can try and focus yourself towards something productive, positive, like what you're doing here, then it's... Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> right. Um we, we have been approached by several um, mainstream television... Outlets, programs yes two or three of them don't align with our um, our core beliefs shall we say your morals yes Uh, one or two of them as well they um, they want to have too much influence whereas I think that a lot of the people that follow the channel they've said that they hope that we never do that because it will become too commercial or they will a lot of people don't yeah. agree with like the bbc or channel 4 they don't mm. agree with the political sides of things so they don't like them for whatever reason they feel that if we go over to them that we'll stop doing what we're doing
1: What? yeah what i can say what i think you you know a lot of credit for you for is um from your first from you know from when you started to where you are now you're exactly the same like on all your videos you don't seem to have changed at all you still. You're still, you still you still can't understand you're still, me. Yeah, no one can understand you. <laughs> but um, you're still exactly the same. That's what I think. A lot of people like you. You see a lot of um, people on YouTube once they've got a good following or a good platform that they seem to sort of their personality changes a little bit. And I think yours has literally just been exactly the same because that's just who you are.
0: We have been we have been approached by a lot of different sponsors that want to place products and things like that. And I've always kind of said that. Um, my um my not my my um my ethos from starting it all was mm. just simple, honest and um yeah that's what I've stuck to. So if if I do a review of something like on the workshop channel, yep. if I think it's subpar I'll tell you it's wow, super, yeah. and the only stuff that I'll use people on, appreciate that
1: don't well, that, they, they don't it's want to just honest stuff, if I'm
0: buying something I don't want to read what the manufacturer says about it because they'll say it's the best thing since sliced bread yes. I want to speak to someone who's had it for a while and they'll go oh yeah well actually the handle breaks oh this is good and this is bad And hmm. so when I do a review I'll say this is good for this reason this is bad for this reason I like this rod this is why I use it or um, a company did say to me they said oh I'll send you this reel and I was like you do realise that if I don't like it, I'll tell people. And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, you'll love it. Anyway, they, they haven't spoken to me since I did the review. <laughs> I was, I was just, honest, just completely honest about it, and well, they didn't like good. it. That's good. That's good. Well, that's that's kind of what I've said from the start. Just um, simple, honest, and original content. Yeah. And that's that's what we've tried to stick to. And
1: I think that's why you've been so successful, really. I, yeah.
0: I think a lot of it's just because people
1: were bored through lockdown and there was nothing oh, else I to don't watch. I think that's true. I
0: don't think that's true. They, um, yeah, we've... At the same time, when you when you say that nothing, we have tried. I've tried to evolve the whole channel just simply because um, well, things grow. And when we started, out, it was purely the fishing. I was going to say, if anybody is going to look into um, doing any type of um, project or um, possible venture for yourself, this was this was my core knowledge. Um, there's no point trying to do something that you don't know anything about, yeah. because not only will you'll be exposed because you don't know what you're talking about yeah but also it's much easier and much um it flows easier mm. if you know it's why i'm struggling now because this isn't this isn't me on my yeah, boat it, if um, you were on my boat we'd be like oh, yeah, this yeah is great. um <laughs> if you if it's if it's something that you know inside and out
1: yeah
0: then that's the type of thing that you can you can tell you can say with conviction you can explain
1: yeah
0: um yeah, I always struggle. I always worry if I'm being patronising or whether or not I'm, if I'm being too slow for well, folks. And yeah. It's difficult because... Trying to preach
1: too much. To, yeah, yeah, just it's try, yeah.
0: It's difficult at the same time because yourself. I want to be able to give people enough information that if they've never done it before, they'll understand it. Yeah. But the people who do know what they're talking about, I don't want to to be like I'm teaching how to suck eggs. Yeah, yeah, of course. But it's, I never get it right all the time. No, it's, it's all It's all a learning experience. It
1: will, and it always will be. Yeah. So yeah, mate. Thank you so much for this. Um, it's, it's been a pleasure.
0: It's been my pleasure. Well, um, yeah, it's good to just have a crack with someone.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, uh, I get so much from watching what you do, and I know so many people do. Uh, you, you offer such great content, and uh, you're a good bloke as well. So thank you so much for coming on. Cheers. Don't, don't tell too many lies, boy. <laughs> Cheers.
0: Worries. Cheers. Nice <laughs>